Be a part of the Fredericton Freeze women's basketball team's $100 from 100 fundraising campaign. The Maritime Women's Basketball League team is seeking $100 from 100 businesses for their 2024 operating expenses. Email fredertonfreezemwba at outlook.com or fredertonfreeze.ca for details. It's a Fredericton treat on the north side and a proud supporter of the Late Scratches podcast, covering sports of all sorts in the Fredericton region. Dixie Lee has been serving our loyal customers for decades at 115 Gibson Street. Our staff is always ready to serve up your favorites at Dixie Lee for dine-in or takeout options. We know you have plenty of choices for food fuel, but we hope Dixie Lee is on your list. Call us at 455-8800 or better yet, come on in to Dixie Lee. Hi, and welcome to Late Scratches, episode 16. I'm Bill. Uh, we're back in the downtown Marysville studio. Brad's back joining me this week after I was on the road last week to Miramichi. Brad, welcome back. Didn't uh, pack me in the back of your truck at all. Solo flight, eh? There was lots of room there if, <laughs> there if you were able Had to, to jump turn in. you down. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's uh it's okay it wasn't a well-planned trip let's say that <laughs> it's already they're usually the best ones they, they are the best ones uh very special guest this week uh i say brad this might be our most famous guest we've had today oh easily uh and someone who we definitely consider a kindred spirit yeah, uh we right. welcome the f word nb otherwise known as stephen clark um to late scratches uh, one reason we really felt it important to talk to to stephen uh was because of a new community initiative that he has launched, is launching. It's in the early stages of launch, I I would say, that is outside the world of sports. Uh, but he's launching it for the same reasons, really, that we've launched the podcast. About community. About community. Uh, and Stephen's also an avid sports fan and a hockey parent. Um, and, uh, you know, no shortage of where the top reason go. Welcome, uh, Mr. Clark. Uh, thank you very much, guys. I uh, certainly appreciate uh, the welcome here. And uh, it, it's kind of funny, Bill, you, know, you mentioned what you do is about community and, and my newsletter is about community. I, I think you and I touched base in August, probably late August. Uh, and I mentioned, you know, I, I kind of want to do this newsletter thing. And you said, you know what, I kind of want to do a podcast thing. And uh, I, I think the synergies are definitely there between these two projects. And uh, certainly glad you guys uh, dipped a toe in the water first to, to see how much uh, community support there is out there uh, just for local content, but uh, obviously on the sporting side as well. So uh, glad to be here. Yeah, and I know when uh, when we first talked, it was kind of kind of interesting because it was we we were both and, and Brad, you were there as well for for at least my, one night in St Andrews at the Archie tournament and uh, all the things that are involved in that. Uh, it wasn't too long before that that I discovered that I actually went to high school with Stephen and had, <laughs> and had no idea uh, that, that that happened. That happens when you go to FHS and there's 800-some yeah. kids there and you're, you're I'll say, semi-antisocial like, like myself. Um, you don't know who you, go to, who you go to high school with if you don't happen to be in that person's class in, in uh, one of your years through there. And Stephen and I, I don't think we were in a class together at least. I think you need that on your business card. Yeah, semi-antisocial. Se- semi-antisocial, yeah. yeah that's that's probably, <laughs> probably a good way to, to describe me. Uh, um, yeah, and, and we were both uh, there. And, I'll get some of those too, Bill. We can go have these. On yeah, the, uh, okay. That's a, you can't steal my tagline now. <laughs> 
off to a rollicking start. <laughs> um, yeah. So we were there, and it was there that I talked to Miranda Am uh, at uh, the Great Big C event uh, that that uh, that happened that weekend. That was an amazing weekend. Um, and I know you know Stephen would say that it stayed the same thing uh, about you know podcast. And Brad, you would talk to me about it you know beforehand about wanting to start something. And that was sort of the drive home from there, sort of when I decided that. And that was in, I'll say, mid-August, early to mid-August. And it wasn't too long after that, uh, following up from that weekend, that Stephen had reached out and said, hey, I got this idea, I want to do this. And I said, well, hey, interesting, because you know, I think I had just ordered the equipment or we're just about to order equipment. Here we are, 17 episodes in, Stephen's released his very first newsletter. And uh, you, know, you can tell us a little bit about what that's about. But it's not so much sports, it's more cultural and event-centered around Fredericton, yes? Yes, absolutely. So I, I think when I was first thinking about it, I had sports on my mind, uh, in addition to, you know, what's going on in Fredericton. Uh, basically, the, the genesis is uh, I'm on social media uh, a bit, uh, some would say too much. <laughs> and um, I always heard about, you know, I can't believe this event was going on. and I didn't know about it. Or, you know, I, I can't believe I missed this. Um, just there's so many different things out there um, with the newspaper and radio not really doing what they used to um, so it, it's hard to get a one-stop shop to find out what's going on in uh, your city so when I first thought about doing a newsletter I thought okay we can do some sports we can do um, arts and entertainment uh, you know all our festivals we have and talking about those and maybe in a different way than they've been talked about in the past um, there's some news, there's some history I want to get into. So I thought that a newsletter would be uh, a, a good way of getting that done, right? You subscribe to it, it comes through email, it ends in your inbox. You can read what you like or don't like. And I think um, the weight of thinking about the sports in this town, that there was no way I would be able to do it justice in a bi-weekly newsletter format. I think the task was just a bit too daunting. And I, I know there's a need for it. And I think you guys came along and uh, covered off uh, that dead space of, you know, what's going on. You guys dive into topics. You're talking about all the local sports teams and uh, sports, uh, the athletes and coaches. You have a well-rounded show. And then you have your roundup every episode, you know, what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. So, I think that kind of took the weight off my shoulders because I don't think a bi-weekly does that. Yeah, I, I don't know how you're going to do everything uh, that you've got. Yeah, that you've got. So in, I think in uh, I'm stepping away from the sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I have celebrity interviews. Um, I have some editorials for doing some, uh, you know, some market history on the market and some vendors. So uh, I'm getting a lot of community support. So. For example, we're going to have some neighborhood write-ups. So one coming up uh, this Thursday, and on my first real issue, we'll talk about Sunshine Gardens over the next couple of weeks and kind of talk about the people there, the history, the Sunshine Diner, things like that. So I have a Sunshine Gardens, uh, mayor of Sunshine Gardens, uh, self-proclaimed, uh, will be uh, writing that for me. Uh, someone with some history at the market will be writing a column about the market. And I have other volunteers that are stepping up to write about things in their wheelhouse. So as long as I can delegate some things, uh, hint, hint, uh, Bill Gibson may uh, <laughs> make an appearance down the road. Um, 
as long as I can delegate some, I, I hope to be able to get uh, some content out the door every two weeks. I think it's, uh, uh, Stephen, I think it is that important, that community-minded uh, part. Even, you know, in its heyday, the newspapers uh, did reported on the news, obviously, and, and, and features, but there was always somebody that said, hey, I've got a story that may have never been covered. And, and now it's, uh, I, I think it is interesting because uh, I think we are in an era where maybe you don't know your neighbor anymore, right? And uh, I don't want to romanticize the fact of growing up in the 60s and 70s where everybody knew each other. But I think that's kind of what, um, you know, your newsletter, uh, this podcast can do. It can actually join people together again. Is that too heavy? No, not at all. Um, I, I think it's just that um, there, there's stories within the stories that need to be told. Um, I know um, the first couple issues I'm thinking of, you know, kind of grabbing the low-hanging fruit, talking about... Um, uh, the events coming up with uh, Frostival and things like that. Um, but there's these stories about people that uh, we know in our neighborhoods. We see them. Um, we don't know anything about them, right? There's some characters around town that everyone has a nickname for, but don't know the, you know, the background of them. And uh, I'm sure some ideas come to your mind of uh, who I might be talking about. But um, and, and you guys had some on your your show, right? Like someone like Roger Shannon, who's just doing so much behind the scenes with the Red Wings. And um, there's just different people that I, I think have a story to tell um, that we, I think, uh, will provide some interest to people uh, around Fredericton. And I say Fredericton, but it's really the Fredericton region, right? Um, we're going to have uh, some inputs on Minto and Oromocto and things like that. Um, lots of stories to tell. We'll, we'll start focusing on Fredericton to start. And, and, and this all started with your Twitter account. Go from there. Your, your Twitter account ignited all of this. Uh, do you remember your first tweet? <laughs> and it was probably a complaint about something. <laughs> um, no, so uh, my, my Twitter account... Um, started I, I couldn't figure out twitter i didn't know what it was for i uh, didn't understand the concept so basically it was a sports conduit i signed up to find out to follow my raptors nba writers uh some nhl writers who were on twitter um and some local folks and then i found that there was a, an audience there locally that talked about local issues local sports and it's kind of steamrolled from there uh, I'm a bit sarcastic, a little bit on there, um, trying to provide some humor. I don't try and take things too serious, uh, but there are certain some things that I am uh, passionate about that I express my opinions about. Uh, but I think I'm pretty fair on uh, Twitter uh, and trying to turn, uh, you know, kind of serious issues into fun issues, things like that. So, and a little debate is healthy for everyone. So that kind of uh, Twitter account kind of steamrolled into. Um, people knowing me. Uh, I mean, you guys, I think, I mean, Bill, I met in person, but we, we uh, communicated through Twitter be, before meeting in person. Brad, you and I, uh, I was so excited about uh, the Fredericton Freeze and, and just promoting that even before I set foot in the, the gym to watch a game. Uh, so Brad, that's how I met you. Yeah. Um, just just being involved and aware of what was going on in my community and trying to support that as best as I could. And turning it from it's not just a social media thing, right? You gotta you gotta put your bum in a seat. You gotta support locally by attending these events, buying the tickets, 
I have my Fredericton Freeze $100 campaign I, I've contributed to. Yep. Thank uh, you very much. Really excited about uh, the freeze uh, specifically and uh, some other things that are going on this year in, in local sports. And we can probably get into those topics as we move forward here. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get into sports a little bit. Uh, I mean, that's that's recovering local sports of all sorts. That's that's the tagline we've we've developed here at Late Scratches. And uh, um, so let's you know let's talk sports a bit. Uh, you know, last week uh, I was in Miramichi, big announcement, big crowd, uh, new team in the Maritime Women's Basketball Association. Miramichi Hurricanes uh, become the seventh MWBA team, and I think that's fantastic. Uh, we all are connected through the basketball world with that city and uh, people like Jim Waters and Brittany Sullivan and and the list goes on. Um, I think it's going to be a huge addition. I think it's just another rivalry in New Brunswick as well. Four teams in New Brunswick now. I think the MWBA, you know, obviously wants to be on the island. It's a matter of somebody grabbing the reins over there or a fourth team in Nova Scotia to really create balance. But I think a lot of things are changing this year and and, and stories are going to start coming out about the league, uh, um, you know, changing things up a little bit and trying to find out where we're going. And I think that's a good thing. But uh, certainly having Marabushi is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and you've teased a few things on social media just over the last little bit. I, I'm not going to talk about them because I sort of know what some of them are, and I know some of them aren't public. But uh, I know you've you've talked to... I'm sure I saw a tweet about something happening potentially in the preseason. There might be a new event coming. Yeah, yeah. We're so going to working it, on that. And, uh, uh, yeah, and that's going to be a, right now. Everything is geared toward a neutral site event for the four New Brunswick based teams in yeah. the MWBA, a, a Saturday, Sunday type thing, but incorporating youth as well, uh, trying to organize with the fusion under 14 girls and a, and a local team where we're going. And basketball in New Brunswick is expected to uh, have some youth teams or age class teams uh, as well, uh, as many as eight teams if everything goes according plan so we're kind of following Canada basketball's model a little bit not just one game but have an event around have it an so, event. Yeah, um, and, and I know that that event model will resonate with Stephen and uh, I'll, I'll say that uh, I may I may have heard some some rumors about this event. <laughs> and, uh, I, I can say that it's it's very exciting and, and much needed so Looking we'll leave it at that. And, and, uh, and the MWBA <laughs> does meet. We're, we're recording on a Tuesday night. I don't even know what day it is after the holidays. It's everything. the ninth. The day after Elvis's birthday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, on the 10th of January, uh, the MWBA meets. And uh, so some uh, some information will start uh, coming out now. And, and no surprise, um, Commissioner Jen Lloyd or Jen McKenzie, still not sure which name she prefers. <laughs> I ask her every time, yeah, yeah. and it's usually something yeah, different. That's right. Uh, she was just spectacular on, on, the, on the podcast. Uh, and at the announcement, just the right thing, short message uh, to welcome the team to the league. And, you know, the, the gym absolutely packed and people were buying T-shirts, yeah. like literally buying T-shirts, taking money out of the pocket to buy T-shirts for the new team as soon as they were announced. Drives from Dartmouth to Miramichi, watches high school, youth basketball, watches Stu, UPEI, drives back to Dartmouth that and, night. And does color commentary and on does the second, second commentary. half of the game with me. And that's right, Stephen. So Gibby shows up, and of course, next thing you know, I flip on the game to watch it, and he's doing play-by-play, and I'm like, that doesn't surprise me one bit. No, he's got his fingers over any Everything. Of live mic around. <laughs> uh, Bill can, can find that live mic and uh, provide his, his uh, expert uh, game calling. You'll never be a studio host, Gibby. You've got to be right live. No, I, 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 and it's funny because I go to some games where I'm not involved and not that the games are boring, but I feel like I should be doing something. <laughs> Sit back and relax. I, I'm, 
I'm always engaged somehow. And when I, when I go to a game and I'm not doing something, I feel like I should be. Right. So I have that, okay, what, what, do, what do I have to do? I, I look around a little bit and, you know, it's great to just go, go back and enjoy. Uh, just back to the podcast there last week, the story that Coach Waters told, uh, you know, uh, I asked the question, how, how important was the preseason game that the freeze and the fog played in Miramichi last year? Uh, he told the story of, of the girl who got the signed ball that slept with the ball that night. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Like, yeah. uh, just to hear that uh, level of excitement and what that league means. I think it was Kaylee Kilpatrick and Katie Daly that presented her with the basketball, too, at halftime. And so uh, somewhere in the annals, I've got a photo yeah, of a that. Photo. So uh, I'll have to find that and send it up to, to Miramichi. But, yeah, that was a great day. And it just – I don't think even back then when we went up there for that preseason game, we had a thought – um, that they're going to Miramichi because everybody asks me the same thing. Where are they going to get players? I'm like, it's Miramichi. Like, where did the great Bathurst papermakers and uh, Camelton Tigers get players back in the day when they were Allen Cup and Hardy Cup champions? They get players. Trust me. And they have no trouble fielding a really competitive baseball no, team. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, whatsoever at the senior at the senior level. Um, one of the other things we talked about last week on the podcast uh, with with Coach Waters and. Uh, and Jen, who's also an official, was sort of follow up on the officials discussion that we had. Uh, I think it was in our Christmas episode uh, with with John and uh, Peter uh, around that. Uh, and we got talking about the behavior of parents, behavior of coaches. And I don't want to say this is serendipity because it wasn't really a good thing. But this weekend, uh, I was at a at a game and probably one of the worst displays of fan behavior that I have ever seen Wow! at, at the game. Um, I was... A fan or fans? Uh... It was a fan, and that's why it stood out. Uh, I'll say the game was at Leo Hayes, because everybody knows I was at Leo Hayes on the weekend, um, you know, doing PA for the, for the girls' game. There was an away parent whose voice you could hear over everyone else in the gym who was disparaging the referees who was giving them the finger behind their back as they went up the court. Excellent. And it started as one. And by the end, he had a couple others that were, you know, chiming in that were chiming in. But I I took me a while to figure out which one it was in the, in the stands because you know, you're busy, you're doing, you're doing stuff. And then you hear it. The the referees, one was very, very, very seasoned. Uh, The other one, somewhat seasoned but still relatively young um and it was even bothering the seasoned official how much um grief that the, the fan great. was giving it was it i almost said something on pa but didn't feel like i had the you know not my school i'm there as a guest uh type thing to to uh to say something but it, it he should be embarrassed I was embarrassed for him. Some of the players on the team that he was cheering for were embarrassed uh, from his behavior. You could just see it when he did something. You'd see the eye rolls. Um, And I'm told that he he has uh, involvement with provincial program as well. Nice. Stephen, you're a a minor hockey parent, and there's a – I think it was in Calgary – uh, might have been in Alberta, uh, where a coach was just launching into uh, an official that's gone everywhere. Do you see it in the rinks as well? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I, I do see it in the rinks. Um, and uh, to, to Bill's point, uh, it's, it's hard to know what to do, right? So um, obviously you keep your own mouth shut, but when a parent or, uh, and I think it's similar, uh, one parent starts 
and that allows a couple of other parents to perhaps you know feel uh, that they've empowered to do the same thing um, so you can get two or three people and as hard as a, a parent as a fan to know what to do when to step in what to say um, if anything and, and at least in hockey I hope the referees only hear half of what's being said, right? At least they have the glass. Uh, the basketball is just a, a different. There's nothing separating the fans from the courts, the, the referees. Uh, it, sound probably carries more. Um, but as a concerned parent and, and more so a fan, it, it's hard to know what to do. Um, what it's yelling at them is it's going to pile on and make things worse and and you, you also don't want to not say anything or do anything because um, it could be impacting uh, the kids on the ice the referees coaches whoever they're yelling at um it's a, it's a, it's a tough spot it, 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 it to me almost has to be someone with some authority that says something or it has to come from someone associated with that person's team I think that's where it starts. Yeah, that 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 is a good point there, and especially if you're a road team. Uh, I remember the classic Jackie Kerr outburst a couple of years ago when she was coaching Leo Hayes, and the crowd was getting a little bit of a gong show uh, type atmosphere at the Lions Den, and she grabbed the mic. Jackie was yep. coaching Leo Hayes then, and just pretty much put it to them: settle down or get out. Yeah, and uh, that's not for everybody, um, but. It's, you know, we, we've touched on this subject on a number of, of episodes and I don't know where it's going. Has it always been there? Yeah, I, I think it has. But now with social media amplifying it, um, you know, whether it's video or recordings or whatever, uh, certainly it's it just seems to be front and center. And, and you guys talked last week about the, the ban of parents in, in Nova Scotia a few weeks ago. It's pretty extreme, but um, that's what it has to come to. It has to come to. Sad, sad commentary. It, very sad commentary, and and I'm not by any means painting all the fans of no, that of that true. school uh, with this one person, but that this one person, it was it was egregious in in my view, um, and I had to walk work really hard to walk by him on the way out without saying something. Too late to make any right. difference there, other than to just be a jerk about it. Leo Hayes uh, won that game. Did Leo they? Hayes did won they? that game. Yeah, it was a it was a close game. Leo Hayes is looking like they're healthy again. Um, seem to have most everybody back that weekend, and they're going into the riverboat this weekend. They've got KV and Woodstock um, on their schedule for the riverboat. That's a pretty uh, good test um, of of your medal right there, going against KV, who, in my view, is probably the best team in the province I've seen at the at the girls level. Uh, this year, Leo Hayes can be right there with them, I think. And Woodstock, I think they're number one ranked in double A, if I recall my rankings correctly. And KV beat FHS last weekend by six. So, yep. yeah, once you get to the dairy town, or sorry, to the, uh, to to the, the riverboat, river then you're into the dairy town, and then you're into playoffs, and it goes fast. And and the Mike Fitz game is coming up as well this weekend. Um, yeah, so it's it's amazing. You wait, and then you think it's never going to end when you're in training camp, and then boom, you're into February. And uh, yeah, and Mike, Mike Fitz is one or two weekends at twentieth. Twentieth, right? Twentieth so, weekend. Yes. Yeah. Told you, I, I completely lost my date. Stephen, help me out if I stop uh, if I start getting my dates wrong. <laughs> Okay, I'll pull up a calendar. That's right. I have no Which idea. Which is what I need. I sent a note to Gibby the other day. He said, "I think you've got the wrong day." I was like, "Of course I do." <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I just wanted to share that that little bit, and I hope that that fan is. I hope somehow that fan listens to this and they self-identify and they clean up their act. 
Sending uh, out uh, late scratches at Outlook.com. Yeah, feel free. Reach out. I'll, I'll be happy to chat with you and tell you. Um, in person, if you like. We, we can meet halfway. There you go. Man. Meet you in Wellsford. Wellsford, yes. <laughs> Sounds like a duel. <laughs> well, that'd be New Maryland then. It duel. would be New Maryland. That's where Stephen's from. That's right. Is that the last duel? Do I have my history correct on that? Mr. Yeah, I think it's the last duel in New Brunswick. In New yeah. Brunswick, okay. All not right. not really a reason to pull off the highway um, <laughs> as you're driving through. No uh, statues. That, that is what is on this. That is what's on the sign. Okay. All right. What yeah. else you have, Gibby? All right, uh, Stephen. You started talking about hockey, so let's go into hockey. You've mentioned the Red Wings. You've mentioned minor hockey. Boy, is it ever crazy season in the Maritime Hockey League and the roster transactions coming up with. I guess the roster freeze is Thursday, Tomorrow at Wednesday, six. tomorrow. <laughs> the yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, the 10th at 6 o'clock. Uh, yeah, Red Wings had a big, big signing today, I believe. A couple. Um, Jared Cosman, who broke in t- uh, to the MHL as a 16-year-old. He was very good back when Fredericton's uh, first season and went on to play Major Junior. Some injuries hurt him this year as a 20-year-old in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey or Sorry, Quebec Maritime Junior Hockey League. Um, so Jared is on his way back to Fredericton um, as a 20 and he's certainly going to help a power play. He was uh, running a power play when he was 16. So uh, he's from Grand Bay, Westfield. And then uh, they added a Chris Pam Sis product today and Carter McCluskey from Truro, who's second in league scoring one point out of uh, the top scoring spot. Uh, but to get, you had to give, and they had to give up Alex Rude, who I like as a big rangy winger. Uh, but McCluskey has 61 points, and, and, uh, and Rude committed just a little bit over 30. Uh, you'd like to see them playing on a line together, but uh, Rude on his way to uh, uh, to Truro, and that's going to disappoint Scott Campbell, the voice of the Red Wings, uh, PA, who loves to drag out Rude, which I think is great. But uh, McCluskey should be an interesting fit. And I, I can't imagine the Red Wings being done, but that's a tough league to play ball in. Not a lot of people want you in their sandbox. And, uh, you know, how many backroom deals are going on, nobody knows, but uh, it can be tough to get your foot in there. Yeah, and we and we had joked about uh, Stephen's just going to re- rejoin here. I think he's having a little uh, little connection issue on Zoom, but uh, he'll he'll rejoin. Uh, we talked before Christmas about the long break about needing a program to recognize the teams. You really need a program uh, to recognize the teams um, in in the MHL. There's just been so much movement, and a couple that really struck me. Uh, the one I messaged you about, Brad. I can't imagine how this conversation goes. <laughs> Uh, whether you're the general manager to the kid or the or the kid to the parent, um, and, and uh, you know there's there's more transactions in that league right now than there is in the dollar store on Christmas Eve. But this one stood out to me in in particular, um, Yarmouth to Flin Flon, Manitoba. And for those who don't know where Flin Flon, Manitoba is, it's right on the border with Flin Flon, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, that's right. Um, we're talking north of Lake Winnipeg, the big lake when you look at the map. Uh, of Canada, uh, but north of Reindeer Lake, or pardon me, just south of Reindeer just Lake. Just south of Reindeer Lake. So when you're talking about Reindeer Lake, you're, you know sort of how far north we're talking here right. for Flin Flon. Um, but imagine how that goes when you're, like you're 18, 19. I, I believe the player from Flin Flon was connected in the MHL. Maybe his draft rights were there or something. Yeah, a lot of players choose to go out west. Yeah, right? there's, so there's got to be some yeah. connection there, but... Yeah. 
but yeah. still, going from Yarmouth to Flin Flon, uh, I don't know how many direct flights there are. Hi, son. Pa- pa- pack your, you know, imagine the kid in Yarmouth. Hi, son. Pa- pack your bags. We, you, we've traded you. Yeah, am, I, am, I, am I going to Truro? No, no, a little farther than that. <laughs> you know, how about West Kent? No, no, farther than that still. Miramichi? No, still farther than that. Edmiston? No, think farther than that. <laughs> well, where am I going? Flin Flon. Flin Flon. Which like, one? Saskatchewan or Manitoba? Yeah, like, yeah. A, like imagine. Yeah, it's true. Just uh, imagine what that, that conversation, and then imagine the kid calling his parents and saying, Hey, I just got traded to Flynn Fly. Can, can you get me, give me, uh, you know, an extra bag? And yeah. uh, and know. it's and someone who I was traded as a player, and uh, but I didn't go far. But it's 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 tough enough to go, um, you know, not very far, let alone go across the country like that, and just you know, new school, new everything, right? And it's uh, you're leaving 19 teammates, joining new 19 new teammates, but it's never an easy thing, and especially when you're that young. And there was another one, I think, coming this way out of Estevan, Saskatchewan. To, Home of the Bruins. To, to, to Truro. Yeah, I don't right. know why you'd want to trade in that lovely Bruins jersey, <laughs> jersey for, for, for anything else, there no matter go. what. No matter what. But yeah. uh, anyway, I, I found that one really interesting. And uh, Well, that's uh, why they don't take team pictures until January or February, right? Yeah, it, it's almost stuff. like what happened in that first, I don't, I don't know whether it's half the season or more than half the season. You can sort of throw it away and look at the rosters as mostly different, and in, in, in a you know in a lot of cases there's significant uh, changes. Miramichi, the transactions that are happening there, there's players that are moving out, there's right. players that are moving back, there's there's and all and kinds. Then you of, wonder how is the chemistry going to work too? Right. So it's, it's one thing to bring in X amount of players, but are they going to fit in? How do they fit in your dressing room as a coach? Um, can you find uh, any chemistry with new line mates or defense partners or whatever it is? So, yeah, it's good. It's going to be interesting. The schedule maker didn't do the Red Wings a whole lot of favors either. I think December fifteenth uh, was the last game. So now the trade or the the signing deadline is uh, the tenth, and then they play the first game in Summerside on the eleventh. And Summerside is loading up for another run at uh, at a national championship uh, tournament. So, um, by the time the Red Wings get back on Sunday, it'll be a, a different looking squad. Yeah, I find it from a fan perspective, both frustrating and fascinating. Um, frustrating because you think you've sort of been following this team and you kind of get a sense of, of who they are and who you follow and you like the rude kid and you like, you know, the new goalie that they brought in and the new defenseman that they brought in, you know, prior prior to Christmas when they seem to, you know, bolster the lineup a bit and get them on track. And and now here we are with a whole new set of... Whole new crew. Whole, whole new crew. and Program. Prob- get your program. Probably some new lines to That's learn. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, which you and I in our role, we learn new lines and new names yeah, on a regular basis. Right. It's, it's We're pretty accustomed to that. But uh, yeah, from a from a fan perspective, uh, certainly uh, you know, pretty pretty interesting. We find Stephen yet? I'm not sure whether Stephen's no. back with us or not. Mr. Clark, are you back? Looks like we may have lost Mr. Clark. Hmm. Fire him up again. Yeah, we'll just we'll just. Uh, we'll but the wings are home on Sunday. Yes. Um, back at the Grand Harvey Center and in, in a matinee, so uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see that second half. And they, uh, you know, they've they've kind of held water and sitting fourth in the North right now, and it, within striking distance of third. But the teams around them have certainly improved too. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean you. Sort of this time of year, I guess the teams decide whether they're are good, you in or you w- whether they're in or they're out, and the ones that are out offload some of the high end talent that goes to the other teams that are really in, and then they pick up you know draft picks or futures, if you will, um, and and you know what what happens with them the rest of the rest of the year. It's 
it, it, it always amazes me how that league works from a transaction perspective. And I just, you know, just had to, had to talk about that, yeah, uh, no, that a little bit, uh, you know, while we're on hockey, not a lot going on with the NBPEI major U18 Fredericton office interior caps. <laughs> the Dairy Queen, what was it? The St. John Dairy Queen Diet Pepsi something else rockets. I remember. Yeah, there, that. there was a there was a yeah. real long name yeah. there for for yeah, a while. It uh, doesn't look to me from what I see online that they're back in action until January twenty first. So quite a while uh, before they're back in. Um, that we need to talk about them. There is some Southern Senior Hockey happening uh, Friday the twelfth. Uh, River Valley at Grand Lake at eight fifteen at the Minnow- Rock at the Sturgeon. Yeah, the Minnow Centennial. Uh, arena uh, and then saturday the 13th uh, in the tri-county complex grand lake at uh, tri-county tri-county is picking up some players and uh, starting to get some wins i think they have three wins now so it's a it's a tough league They're, the front runners are the front runners but uh, i think the express are, are getting some players in and, and that's good to see i was down at the tri-county freeze on sunday night for a geezer game and uh, what a fantastic rink that is everything from heated dressing room floors Wow. to uh, spacious benches, a uh, good sheet of ice, and, ju- and just a, a, the heart of a community, right? And uh, we were actually talking, I can't remember how, how old that rink is, um, but it's you know, it a community-funded uh, arena, and uh, yeah, it's just the epicenter of, of Fredericton Junction and Trico, uh, but just a great place to, to put on the wheels. We won two, six four. Give you just in case oh, you're you, you won, you won six, uh, six four as well. Six, so we've talked about... Uh, the NBPEI, we talked about the senior, we talked about the Red Wings. Um, they've got a bunch of games coming up uh, between now and the end of the month, but we'll talk about those next time out. So we might as well move on to talk about uh, the rest of the university hockey scene, starting with the Stu women. Uh, I was there in, in your place for two of them uh, this past weekend. Uh, overtime loss to X uh, and a regulation loss to Dow. A little disappointment there, I think, in the... Um, you know, stings a little bit, as you say, from a, from a points perspective, only get one out of four. Played a heck of a game against X. X is a big team, and they just pepper the puck at the goaltender all, all night long. Like, the, I think the shots on the board in-house, I want to say they were over 45. I think officially online they were at 39. Uh, but I want to say it was like 46, 47, which that's a lot of shots. Um, went to overtime and... Uh, Know, after standing standing on her head, uh, Katie Sweeney one one get through uh, in overtime that I I know Katie would want back, uh, but she was a reason they were in the game uh, from the very first first and uh, similar the, the the next night uh, there was a misplay where a puck hopped over a goal stick in a play behind the net and a player got it and sent it out front and and uh, you know deflected in off off of Katie again um, into the into the goal and that's another one that she would love, love to have back i'm sure but uh, she's going to keep st thomas i mean st. It, the tommies are doing yeah. well and, and maybe ahead of what the procrastinator said they would be but she is that you're as good as your goaltender it doesn't matter you're as good I, as i your think you mean pitch. prognosticators there, not, not prog- pro- procrastinators, <laughs> procrastinators. <laughs> it's been a two-week layoff uh, it is yeah, it's supposed to be a wordsmith right yeah, can't yeah. even talk uh, steven i don't think you want brad writing for you if he's, <laughs> if he's using those those terms i still oh god St. Thomas is at a good spot though um, with like third in that division and uh, I think they're, they're doing way better than I expected this year yeah I, I concur and I mean we're talking a little bit about missed opportunity there in the weekend at home 
they've got coming up uh, Big Game Friday at UNB, 7 o'clock at the Aiken University Center. Uh, and then Saturday, they're back home uh, against St. Mary's at 7. Brad, I think you're in for that one. I am. Yeah, so that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting one. Uh, that's where, where they're at uh, this week. Uh, UNB women's hockey, of course, uh, they won a couple on the weekend. They won at at St. Mary's. I think that went into a shootout, that one into quite, I want to say six or seven rounds in the shootout, if I recall correctly. Uh, and also won on the Sunday at Mount A. So they're 15 and three, 30 points atop the conference. Uh, X had jumped them on Friday night, but then UNB uh, had the two weekend games and, and passed X uh, again. Uh, Wednesday, January 10th at Moncton. Uh, so they're on the road. Um, and then they're back home to Stu, as as mentioned on the Friday at the at the Aiken Center. Uh, UNB men's hockey, ho hum, they roll along. Steamroll. Um, Twenty and O uh, start to the season in in the Atlantic University sport. Um, did you catch a game there over yes, the holidays? Over the holidays against Concordia and the Stingers out of Montreal just snuck into the top ten. As this week the U Sports released its rankings and all its uh, sports and, and number ten and. UNB against Concordia that uh, I think it was December 30th first period maybe the first eight minutes were close but after that it was it was a totally different story UNB rolled so I think that shows the difference uh, one through ten and uh, the rankings come out UNB is the only AUS team in the top ten but when you look at the standings uh, like Moncton and SMU are tied at 11 and 9 so there's nobody really pushing UNB yeah I think the aspect of those rankings where I think it takes into account your past couple of years performance really hurts yeah, UDM. It's, right yeah yeah absolutely um, in in particular in that and right and you from, take it with a grain of salt anyway yeah, all you, rankings are a, a grain of salt there is some physics involved or math at yeah, least. There, there's, yeah, there's 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 something involved there when I look yeah. at those formulas and yeah. like okay, yeah, just But UNV is undisputed number 1 and and the conversation is oh they're 20 and 0, uh, you know, do you want to lose a game before going into the playoffs? Hell no. You want no, to rattle off know, and you, have an undefeated national yeah, you, championship season and as many banners as hang in there, there's going to be an asterisk on that one yeah. in terms of wow. Yeah, you you absolutely <laughs> so, you, you want to do that. Uh, a couple tough tests coming up for them. They're at St. Mary's this weekend and at Acadia. Acadia, always a tough barn to go into. It is, and the Olympic-sized ice surface is an adjustment a little bit. And, and SMU plays tough at, at home and at, uh, in the friendly confines there on campus. So, um, But uh, it's going to take a Herculean effort uh, to knock UMB off this year. Let, let's finish out hockey here in terms of what's going on. OHS and FHS on the boys' side on Wednesday the 10th. So you, might, you, might, you may hear this podcast uh, uh, before then. Um, there's a, a OHS boys and girls tourney, uh, the 12th, 13th, and I believe the 14th in Oromocto at the King's Arrow. Looks like it runs all day based on the schedule I saw. Harry New Arena in Oromocto. Have you heard that, Stephen? I did not hear that. Yeah, and I, I don't know if that's idle gossip or just uh, something that I had heard along the way, like a new field house, or not field house, but a arena complex type thing. So uh, probably I... The, you know, it's been a long time since I've skated in the King's Arrow, but um, probably time for a new arena down there. Yeah. Well, actually, they had that fire. Uh, King's Arrow had a little fire there in the in the stands last year. Right. Um, it's it's a bit uh, long in the tooth, but yeah. uh, Soldiers Arena, uh, not uh, that much better. So. Right. Except the ice. Great sheet of ice at uh, Soldiers oh, Arena. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice crisp. Yeah, I was trying to think of the last time I've been in Kings Arrow Arena, and it's, it's been, been many, many years right. since I've been in the Kings Arrow Arena. Like, yeah. I think back to my youth, not that I ever played hockey and would be in the arenas a lot, but you'd go to the occasional game. Sure, 
Yeah. Um, Make way to the big O. Yeah, I haven't ventured to Oromocto for a hockey game in, in uh, quite a number of years and probably won't uh, this season unless there's something exciting that draws me down there. On the girls' side, OHS at Leo Hayes on Thursday the 11th at Willie O'Ree. Um, Leo Hayes at Ecole St. Anne on Friday the 12th. Ecole St. Anne at Leo Hayes on Saturday the 13th. FHS at Ecole St. Anne uh, on on Sunday the 14th. Looks like Ecole St. Anne plays three days in a row. That's a, that's a busy schedule, high school girls hockey. It is. Especially Ecole St. For- Anne's been, uh, been doing uh, extremely well, uh, surprisingly well this year. They have a, a good team and putting up fights against uh, Leo and FHS. It's uh, much more well-rounded uh, high school girls hockey this year, and uh, that's going to hurt those three games in a row. Yeah, yeah. Leo, uh, pardon me, not Leo Hayes, Nicole St. Anne, to me, is always an underrated athletic school. You know, they, very I covered, athletes. covered them on... I think it was a Maritime Invitational basketball tournament, and you know, we talked to one of the coaches, and they say, "Yeah, we're not a, we're not really a basketball school." And I'm like, "What do you mean you're not a basketball <laughs> school? Your your boys team went to, went to uh, TD, TD station. station. I almost said Harbor Station. Almost had to deposit another quarter into the into the jug there. And the girls team was, you know, they were playing pretty well at the time too. They were a little bit behind where the boys are, and the boys team, you know, Mario's got that team. Uh, consistently, uh, Mario and, and uh, you know, Zach as well, yeah. uh, on the coaching staff there, um, team is consistently in the top, I'll say, five rankings in the in the in Double A, and oftentimes even higher than that. I think they've got a big game this week uh, in Woodstock, um, in the, the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Yeah, always always an interesting uh, yeah. uh, trip up there. Uh, Stephen, anything else you want to add on hockey? I know we lost you there for uh, for a little bit uh, in terms of your connection. No, I just wanted to add, uh, just when you got talking about the Red Wings and all those changes that they made and, and where they are in the standing. So I did catch that. I just couldn't add to that conversation. Um, but uh, for, for my money, the uh, Red Wings hockey is the best value going in terms of entertainment. It's a really fun team this year. Probably my favorite team over the past few years. Uh, these additions are, are going to make them uh, that much better. Um, but I just love going to those games, uh, seeing the fast hockey, enjoying a hot dog or two here and there, uh, maybe a cold beer. I've been known to do that. <laughs> um, but I really love going to Grand Harvey Center and, and watching the Red Wings and just excited with their changes and, and what the second half is going to look like. There's always, um, I'm on press row there and Gibby, you've been there as well during the Red Wings game. Same crew has the Putin and everything and it just wafts up into the press box every game and I'm just like, oh. And I'm not a Putin guy, but man, it smells good. I, I've tried Putin once and yeah, I, I, I never I just think it. that yeah. if it's something that if I try, <laughs> then, you know, I'm, I'm close enough to a coronary as it is that I don't need to get, to get hooked on Putin. <laughs> No, I wouldn't worry about that. That like cheese, gravy, and fries just doesn't seem to make sense. But it does smell good when you're in a rink. I'll it's, tell you that. Well, the people who enjoy it seem to really enjoy it. Um, and, and yeah, the, the Grand Harvey Center. Um, you know, talking about uh, about Fredericton and and uh, the facilities that we have. It's a beautiful. It is. I'd like to see it's a beautiful from arena. a purely. Listen, we have more problems than uh, what I'm about to say. But I'd like to see some private suites. Uh, in the Grand Harvey, there's plenty of room on the concourse. I think in year one, down on the far side, um, they did like toward the tennis center. Uh, they did have like a, a high chairs type thing, not baby high chairs, but you know, like a kind of a quasi bar. <laughs> um, and Stephen, you and I both like uh, the odd cold pint, right? Um, I, I just think it adds to something, but it's it's also it's not cheap to 
to uh, to build a, a private suite like they have at the Aiken Center and things like that. But it is an enjoyable place to to watch a game. They do a good job down in the lounge, ice level, yep. uh, which is a great seat, and uh, have your pizza and, and a pint there as well. Yeah, and if you do that, you're probably taking away from some of the walking track, right? You know, which is used out off hours, and yeah. you get into different issues. Yep. If there's there, there that sort of go back to the whole, you know, design of of buildings like that, and and what the not what taken a, into consideration. Sure. Not taken into consideration right. what a public yeah. building is and what a, yeah. what uh, some of the high end tenants might want it to be. Uh, don't always don't always meet. Well, right. we'll we'll say that. I, I think it's probably pretty fair um, uh, comment. Um, how about we venture into a little bit uh, a bit more action of what's coming up here? Uh, we're we're approaching forty five minutes already, unbelievably. Yeah, well, it always flies. And Stephen, speaking of action, I know you were downtown today with the. Uh, Deconstruction, is that the word? Tearing down, demolishing, demolition of a building um, yeah. as the city continues uh, to make some changes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I miss being uh, working downtown. I work from home now. So every uh, every Monday to Thursday, I go downtown for a walk as I wait for my son to play hockey. So I go for a little coffee, a little walk, see what's new. And uh, seeing the uh, beginning, I guess, of the uh, Performing Arts Center being built. Uh, so some demolition to, to make that happen. And it's uh, always good to see our, our downtown uh, uh, making changes. Sometimes those changes are slow. Um, which, uh, one of my bucket list items this year is hopefully to see some movement on a, a, an indoor pool. Um, but as we know, uh, those things uh, take time. So um the Performing Arts Centre certainly has the priority and uh, happy to see it uh, kind of starting and see that take shape over the next year. And driving to the downtown Marysville studios tonight here for late scratches, there was a pretty healthy gaggle of folks out on the, I uh, can't call it the oval, uh, skating oval, the skating square uh, in Officer Square. So it was great to see. Uh, it's cold. We're expecting a storm tonight and all that, but there were a lot of people uh, doing their laps, which is which is great because it just adds more to the to the vibrancy of a downtown. Yeah, I have I have one question for you there, Stephen, on that. So in the demolition, were we using one of these Woody Woodpecker-style cranes with the big ball on the end and the crane swinging back and forth and it, and it knocking the building over? That's always what I... The most what, annoying cartoon character yeah, there is. What I, it is. It's always what I envision when you, someone says demolition is the Woody Woodpecker cartoon with build building construction. You know, have you seen that one? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it was just a... Uh, basically a backhoe and uh or two backhoes just ripping it apart and uh still fun to see um it was uh i think i walked by at like quarter after eight and there was six people out with their myself and five others with the uh, phones out taking a taking photos so um i think i said on twitter i think uh you know a lot of quiznos memories must be going on they all miss quiznos or something well pretty sure um, wasn't so. that the smt <laughs> terminal two with the kfc S- well, it was it was kfc was there okay but i think smt terminal was behind it i think okay it but still in that general gone. area still in though. that same okay. same area all right yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't know what made me think of that but. yeah uh, let's move on to some volleyball. Stu volleyball women, uh, January thirteenth and fourteenth uh, at at UKC and MSVU. They're not home again until the weekend after. Uh, men's volleyball, January thirteenth at UNBSJ. Uh, they're home the weekend after as well. Uh, UMB women's volleyball. They're on the road this weekend and next weekend. Uh, Mun and St. Mary's men's volleyball uh, on the road. Uh, Laval uh, and. Uh, then Montreal um, is here on the 19th and 20th 
at the Richard Curry Center. Nick Lynn, an all-star out in Winnipeg, by the way, with UNB over the holidays in men's volleyball, so good for him. Uh, women's volleyball, I see some news in the in the newspaper uh, uh, this week about the dismissal of the, of the, the coach. Independent. Uh, in the Gleaner as well. In the Gleaner as well, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, so we'll be following that. It's, it's um, uh, anytime you see a coach dismissed for that, and, and, and things can be murky in terms of what uh, both parties can say. Um, but yeah, the, that, that's just a, another story that we'll wait to see a resolution and see the end. But uh, certainly, he's no longer coaching at UMB. Yeah, there there were some details in it that it seemed to me that uh, you know the coach's side had had released that I hadn't um, seen before. Uh, so interesting in, in that light. Uh, might as well stay with UMB. Move into basketball, women's basketball, nine and one, first place. Uh, swept UPI on the weekend. A couple big games from Jay Davino. She's a force. And, uh, you know, Reese Baxendale injured is uh, certainly going to mean a little bit of difference for UNB. There's no doubt. I'm warding off Willie the cat here, by the way. And you, obviously we're not on screen, Stephen. So you're probably not dealing with a friendly feline who's now sniffing my uh, forehead. But, um, yeah, I mean, UNB, I think that that's going to be – we talked about this. The ACAA and the AUS basketball, all four – are going to be just battles. Uh, can't wait for the playoffs to start. I don't want to wish time away, but it, it's going to be good. And um, UNB's right there, right there. Uh, they, they are right there on on both men's and women's. Um, this weekend they host uh, Dal on Friday, St. Mary's on Saturday. I've already had people tell me they've got tickets for Saturday night uh, for St. Mary's. Uh, that's uh, Lucina Beaumont returns uh, with the St. Mary's women. Um, they're eight and two in second place as we go into the weekend, um, SMU. So they're right on the heels of, of UNB, their first regular season meeting. Uh, SMU was here for the Helen Campbell and, and, uh, you know, Jay Davino did not play in right. that game. I was there to watch that one. And, uh, uh, it was handily in favor of SMU. Uh, if I recall the score correctly, it was, yeah. I want to see it was like 25 tournament. points or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. And preseason, and now uh, almost middle of January, so Jade is heating up, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, certainly another player that I've I've said to you three or four times that I, I enjoy watching her play is Leah Travers of, of UNB. Um, she had a pretty good weekend uh, at UPI and, and uh, you know, just a uh, um, really good shooter um, from, you know, three-point shooter. Um, you know, I think she can add a little bit more even than what she did this past weekend, I, I just in my view, I'm again uh, just a guy who watches UNB. I don't, I <laughs> yeah. don't talk about UNB other than here. Right. Um, so when I when I watch, uh, she's always a player that just for the last couple of years has stood out for me for whatever reason, and mostly shooting ability, um, you know, from from long range. Stephen, do you get to a lot of university games? I, I try. Uh, I love the women's game. Like it is fun, fast, exciting. Uh, it's just impressive this year with the you know, new coach and taking over the program from, from Coach Speedy to, to see that uh, to see that continue and and uh, uh, excel this year. And uh, I think you know on my ranking of uh, best uh, entertainment values after the Red Wings, I think it's uh, of uh, UNB basketball again because there is hot dogs and beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I to the overall uh, atmosphere of the event. Um, but I have not been to a girls game uh, yet this year, and I know there's only going to be a, a couple more, a few more weekends before playoffs uh, begin. So I, I have to get a, a double header in uh, soon. We're joined by Stephen Clark, by the way, the uh, the F word, who uh, an omnipresent celebrity in the social media world and certainly a community 
um, leader, I guess I can call you, Stephen. I think that's a, an appropriate word. You're you're getting you're keeping people talking about the city of Fredericton and beyond. So, uh, just in case folks are tuning in a little bit later and wondering who the heck the guy is on the uh, third mic, uh, it's it's been a pleasure to be joined by you tonight. A lot of good conversation going, and we'll continue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you mean men basketball? I believe they're five and five now, which I think puts them in third which is unbelievable. I think the team in first has got three losses, team in second, four losses already on the men's side, and five and five, I think, puts UMB in third on the on the men's conference, if I if I took my notes correctly. Um, what a tight, tight conference that is. State of X, the only team, I think, from the AOS ranked on the men's side. Uh, so, But that's another thing that's going to come down to who knows what. It's just, I mean... You and I had talked about the when you go to Halifax for the AOS Championships, it's magic. And uh, I know you haven't been there. And, Stephen, I'm not sure if you've taken it in either. But um, a lot of Fredertonians are down there. A lot of New Brunswickers are down there. And it's just a, a, a tremendous weekend. It's, just, it's old home week in a lot of ways. And, and the games are, are in front of big crowds and, you know, on the big stage. And it's just uh, it's always a showstopper. Stephen, have you been? I've never been. I've never been, but uh, I know it, it is, uh, you know, a yearly pilgrimage for, for most basketball fans, right? They, they go and stay at the same hotel or rent the same Airbnb. They see the same people. So There's a few pubs some... there too, Stephen. Like, you know, Halifax oh. does have a couple of pubs. <laughs> Interesting. I'll have to, you know, add that to the bucket list for Absolutely. this year. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. Uh, let's flip over to, to um, ACAA basketball. Um, I'm privileged to see some of the, the roster changes for this uh, second half. So much like uh, um, much like UNB, um, not UNB, uh, the Red Wings, uh, there are a number of changes coming, some of the teams with, uh, well, with some new players uh, coming up. Uh, I think Brad's here just staging a <laughs> photo shoot with, impromptu photo shoot with my cat. Oh, have to. Um, it's just uh, one, of the, one of those types of nights here in the downtown Marysville <laughs> studio. Um so that's going to be fascinating to, to see what those changes to rosters mean uh, for those teams. It looks like uh, you know a couple of old uh, familiar names back in the in the uh, um, in the swing of things for Mount A, who's yeah. hosting nationals on the men's side. Um, women's side haven't seen too many changes yet, but I haven't you know didn't look. Uh, I know after this morning there could be some more coming into into the weekend. Uh, Stu women two, uh, two and six. Uh, they're at. Uh, Crandall on Friday uh, and home to MSVU on Sunday. Stu uh, scrimmage to get some freeze players last night. How did that go? Did you get results? Uh, I, I didn't. It was, they went quarter to quarter. Okay. I think there was uh, eight players, uh, not all freeze players, but some other uh, women that play in, in local leagues and that just kind of go out for a run. Excellent. No, yeah. good to see. Uh, good to see the Tommies engaging those players in, in that way. And, uh, you know, good for those players for going out and, uh, you know, giving the Tommies a run. Well, a few of them did reach out and say, when are we getting on the floor? So yeah. <laughs> it's like, haven't been active since the free season ended and then wham, right into playing 19, 20-year-olds. So I think they, they want to get out and stretch yeah, it out. So, so Sunday the 14th, 1 o'clock, MSVU, those teams on the women's side always seem to bring the best out of one another. doesn't matter where they are in the standings. And, and MSVU is uh, at the top, I think, again already yep. this this year. And after MSVU pushing. and and Kings is right, right, uh, right there with MSVU. Uh, and on the men's side, this is a massive weekend uh, for the Tommy men. Um, they're at Crandall. Crandall is 5-1. and one. Stu is 7-1. and one. So they're tied in the loss column going into Friday night's game. Uh, Stu ranks 7th in the country. 
then they're home to undefeated 8-0 MSVU on Saturday. MSVU number one in the nation at the CCAA level on the men's side. Yeah, it's a big step for Danny De Palma. Pretty happy there uh, for the Halifax School because the women have been a traditional power. And uh, now the men are on top of the nation. So, yeah, coming in, and uh, that'll be a good battle. There'll be some noise in that, Jim. Uh, there'll, be, there'll be some real noise. And uh, the Tommies, 10 games left uh, in the second half, uh, five of them total against uh, Crandall and MSVU. That's so what you want. 50% of your games are against those teams that are, you know, on either side of you in the standings. And uh, uh, lots of test and lots of opportunity there for the Tommy men. And I, I'm excited to... Uh, you know, get back uh, to my perch in the pit. No, uh, my privileged per- perch in the pit, as I as I like to pontificate. Pontificate, yeah. nice one. Um, Glad you get the words going tonight. <laughs> uh, and, and you notice uh, you mentioned some roster changes too. So Min Woo Park, uh, yep. Fredericktonian, uh, coming back, and uh, he's living in Halifax and had graduated from Mount A, and he's coming back for the second half to play for the Mounties, which uh, you know Mount Allison is hosting uh, CCAA. So Min Woo, um, who a lot of us watched grow up here playing youth and through high school and then uh, at, at Dal and then Mount A. Uh, so good on him. To, you know, you've got two and a half months left of your eligibility and, and take hold of it. And, uh, you know, putting his career on hold a little bit scholastically to, well, I guess he is coming back to, to school, but um, that's going to be interesting to see how he fits in. I'm sure he'll eat up a lot of minutes for Coach Chapman because Mount A has gone through a lot of injuries this year. They, so. they have had a, had a yeah. ton, of, ton of injuries. I know there's some new names on the on the Holland College roster. I haven't had an opportunity to do my research there into into who they are and looks like some some names that are have departed Holland College there at the, uh, at the semester. What I see from Stu is the rosters we had before Christmas are the rosters we have after Christmas uh, from what I see. Uh, Coach Hickey's got a pretty good team there, so you don't want to tinker with chemistry yeah, too and, much. Yeah, uh, and, you know, uh, same on the women's side, no no roster change. Um, I, I've, I've long felt this, and, and I'll say it, and it doesn't matter who the players are that are that are coming back. I'm not a big fan of the of the post. Uh, second, the second semester adds and, adds and changes. I know there are kids that come and go from school somewhat, um, you know, in, in times, but whether it's a hockey team, uh, and it, you know, or a basketball team or, or whatever team, it just always seems to amaze me how these teams can find exactly what it is that they need. Just happens to be a student coming back to school for that, uh, that second semester that, uh, you know, happens to fill the need that they have on the, on the basketball team or the hockey team or the whatever team. Uh, and, and that's nothing against the kids that are doing it. They, they have every right to play and, and they, you know, I love to see them play. I, I'm all for continuity of a team from this is who you got and this is who you are. Dance uh, with who brung you. Yeah, mo- mo- most of the most of the year there, um, that's just my personal philosophy, and I've always been that way. So uh, I'll, I'll vocalize that here, and uh, you know that that is what it is. Uh, um, you know, I, I, I'd be saying the same thing if it were Stu that we're we're adding adding players that I'm not a big fan of of that. Of course, I do a lot of uh, of work there at at Stu and the in the, the play-by-play side of things. Just just not a fan of that, of that approach. And But good for the kids and, uh, you know, opportunity to play and opportunity to go to Nationals is a tough one to, to turn down for sure. It is. Nationals are in, as I said, in Sac Vegas this year, putting <clears throat> on the men's side. Sac Vegas. Sac Vegas. That's a new one to me. Have you <laughs> heard you that go. one, Mr. Clark, Stephen? Yeah, I've heard that one, yes. You have. Well, that's, that's new for me. <laughs> there you go. Uh, high school basketball, quiet week. Um Looks like there's some FHS JV boys and girls games. 
not a whole lot else. Uh, Fredericton Christian Academy looks to be playing by the referee schedule, although I haven't found a Fredericton Christian Academy schedule. And as we were chatting uh, before, Brad, it looks like Fredericton Christian is playing out of the Unity Center, which is just, you know, two Amazing. golf two golf shots, two, yeah, two, uh, two Kurt Peacock golf shots <laughs> from here. <laughs> Um, away from uh, the downtown Marysville studio. If you go through the woods yeah. here, it's pretty, it's yeah, pretty handy. The woods. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it tonight. But uh, no. yeah, it, it, I mean, it, Alexander Gibson Memorial School. Yep. Um, antiquated gym. Uh, you know, it's community space. And I know we've run some freeze things there because it's, uh, somebody once said it's got a roof and two buckets. Uh, but it never did. I think high school teams would be playing there. That's for sure. But they do have a lot of space, and I don't know what's going on with the center, uh, Stephen. I think that's something that you know you could touch on, find somebody to talk about in your newsletter coming up, uh, because it is, uh, you know, it's a community-based uh, thing. Uh, we've run basketball camps out of there for five straight, four stum- summers, I guess it was. Um, and there's a lot of room out back and on the sides to expand. If if you had that imagination, or maybe more importantly, if you had that money. Uh, to knock out a wall here and there, um, you could turn that into something. Yeah, and I had heard, now I can't say that I've noticed any construction-like looking things in the yard out there, but I wouldn't necessarily see that. Because it's tearing down the building yeah, downtown. Yeah, yeah dry, driving by. I've heard there's been some renos in there, but I don't know whether that's true or not. Uh, so, Stephen, that might be one you might want to look into because that's uh, that's an interesting story there. I know uh, FCA, Fred and Christian Academy, was you know at one point in time looking at building a new building uh, on, uh, on cliff street at the top of cliff. Uh, and that didn't work out. We just recently through city council, not that long ago, that that deal had, had changed and fallen through. And this, you know, not far from the Fredericton Christian Academy current campus in, in Devon, the unity center here, they may be using that, uh, for certain things. I, and I don't know that I'm just sort of, uh, you know, spe- speculating they are. Yeah, no, they- they are, uh, and not just the gym, but uh, they are taking up uh, the majority of the building. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, from a renting perspective or an ownership perspective, uh, but uh, they have a large piece of that building now. Um, so it sounds like they'll be using it for athletics as well. Back when I was president of basketball in Brunswick, uh, a bunch of us looked at that, uh, you know, could we put money into the gymnasium but uh, because one of the biggest parts was the turn the classrooms into dormitories kitchens so the athletes would come in and train in one place uh, all the teams uh, the u15s and the u17s and, and u14s at the time and you know that was kind of an ambitious project but the the space was certainly there with all the classrooms with the kitchens with um, other amenities right uh, decent sized locker rooms there believe it or not yep. um, so yeah I I I mean, I love old buildings, and I, I never like to see old buildings get knocked down. So hopefully that's going in reverse, and, uh, you know, maybe there is some money being thrown there, and that can become a vibrant yeah, piece again. Curious to see what's been done and uh, what, what their plans are for that. So yeah. I'll, I'll dig into that and give you a report back. Yeah, you'd think your Maryville, Marysville correspondent would be all over <laughs> that right. one, wouldn't you? I know. <laughs> Considering it's a pitching wedge away. Yeah, he'll, he'll have to get on that one for you and see if I can find something out. Um, yeah, we're sneaking over an hour here, Stephen. Wow. Uh, anything you want to chat about that we haven't covered? Uh, no, I, I just want to uh, self-promote the uh, newsletter you guys mentioned. Um, first real uh, issue will come out this Thursday, and people can subscribe at it's thefredertonword.substack.com. Sign up. Yeah, give that a uh, repeat, Stephen. Give that another 
Yeah, I'll, I'll the say. The Fredericton word. Yeah, sorry. The Fredericton word. All one word. The Fredericton word. Dot Substack. Dot com. I think it's, uh, and we talked about it off the top. So your newsletter is going to be coming out. Uh, I think Don McPherson's doing a great job with the Independent. Um, you know, breaking stories and keeping us up to date that, uh, you know, what's going on. A lot of crime stories, obviously, but um, there is or there are plenty of forums. And I, I think, and I wish you nothing but the best in them, uh, on that because I think a lot of people want to contribute. And we're, it's Shakespearean here as we're, you know, kind of finishing off what we started with. But um, stories are to be told. And I know there's still some reporters out there in, in mainstream media trying to do the best they can, but sometimes they, they're trying to type with one hand be, behind their back through post media and, and all that. There's my shot. But, um, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, I'm sure stories will start coming out of the woodwork because, uh, you know, most people do think they are writers. Some are. And uh, if anybody can contribute and tell a story, I think that's great. Yeah, I, I do too. And I, I think you're biting off a, a tremendous uh, breadth. Breadth? That's a hard word for me to say tonight for some reason. Bread, bread with a TH on the end. Uh, breadth of stories. Don't get me to pronounce words tonight, um, in terms of what you're trying to cover and I know how difficult it is even in the sports world where there are websites and there are you know league standings and the leagues have uh, have presence and the teams have social media presence and some of the stuff that you're getting into uh, it doesn't exist uh, in the same way so I, I wish you I wish you luck and uh, you know I, I know there'll be times where uh, where you'll be criticized we've been criticized for for a few things not a, not a whole lot uh, in terms of uh, in terms of our approach, and uh, you know, I, I you know, I say stick with it, and uh, uh, I think you'll find your niche just as we are finding our niche. Uh, you know, seventeen episodes into this now, which is still amazing to me. Listen, if you if you put yourself out there in any forum, and Stephen, you do that on a regular basis. We're talking to Stephen Clark, the F word. Um, you know, you're going to draw the ire of somebody, and that's just that's human nature. But I, I like your approach too, where. You said you're not going to try to be everything because it's impossible. Back when I had the NB Hoops website, you know, people were writing in saying, "Why didn't you cover this game?" Well, I didn't know it was going on. You know, like you're trying to cover 87 games, and you're and you're trying to, you know, you're looking at a, uh, um, somebody contributing. So uh, I think people just need to absorb what it is and, and enjoy what that is. And if you want to contribute, contribute. That's the easiest way to do it. I think I'm, I'm under no illusions that what I come up with this week will resemble even 50% of what I'll have, uh, you know, for six months from now. Yeah, and that's, that's, that, that's cool. That's, you have to start somewhere. Like the first time we turned on the mics here, we looked at each other and said, all right, let's just start talking in 17 episodes later. So I, you know, I'm not much of a better at all. It's one of the few vices I don't have. Um, and uh, you're going to be successful, guarantee it. Because people want, uh, to read and they want to learn and uh, the whole thing comes back to community. So go get it. Would the other one of the vices you don't have be vice grips? <laughs> Not much of a handyman. You're right. I do have vice grips though and an adjustable <laughs> screwdriver set. Oh, there an adjustable screwdriver yeah. and a rubber set. hammer. My dad always said you have to have a rubber hammer, which I do have a rubber. All hammer. right, there you go. That's good. Uh, so Stephen, before we get you out of here, we've got some short snappers for you. Alrighty, let's try it. All right, best place to have a beer in Fredericton. Oh, and notice I said wow. in Fredericton to to eliminate your, your uh, you know your down t your downstairs bar there in your in your house. Yeah, no, man, this is gonna get me in trouble. With I know that's why I asked it. 
<laughs> I, I'm just going to go with a safe bet of uh, Pickeroon's roundhouse because of the patio. It, you can't beat that outdoor space. Yeah, it's pretty amazing in the summer when the river's water's lapping up against the shore just mere feet away, right? It's just, uh, yeah, that's the spot. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good one, and that uh, was probably the, the answer that I expected there, and I think it's a pretty it's a pretty safe one. Uh, what upcoming Fredericton area event are you most looking forward to? <laughs> Man, this is, I'm going to start sounding very stereotypical here. Well, I'm going to have to go with the uh, the beer event, the Fredericton Craft Beer Festival. Uh, second weekend in March uh, is just a uh, fun event, social, uh, the who's who of Fredericton's there. You get to chat with everyone. Um, just really enjoy the atmosphere there at the convention center. And uh, Lloyd Chambers does a great job of organizing that with uh, beers from around uh, Atlantic Canada. So remember going there. Probably... And what, what are they, Stephen? One or two ounce glasses? Uh, I mean, if you're a VIP, you make uh. more than that. <laughs> you, if you're a schlep like myself, I, th- I thought it was uh, one or two ounces, but <laughs> I remember. Okay. I remember, and it was great to sample them. But I remember thinking, "Oh, that's not much." And you know, three and a half hours later, you're saying, "Taxi." It'll get me home, but it is a great event. So hopefully we see you there. Um, next question. How painful is it being a Raptors fan? Um, if you asked me this question two weeks ago, it would be uh, very painful. Uh, but I'm wearing my Raptors hat right now, trying to book some Raptors tickets for March. I'm fully on the bandwagon to, uh, to try to get to 500. <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I, had to, I had to sneak that one in just, just for fun. Um, local athlete you admire the most to come back to the sports theme just a little bit. Um, I, I think I would be a big fanboy. Uh, I've never met uh, Matt Stairs. Uh, I know he's probably the most successful. Um, but I just, just remember seeing him play the way he hits, and uh, I'm of the opinion that uh, Matt didn't get. Fair shake. You know, when he was in Japan, he should have been in the major leagues. Um, I think he could have had more at bats and played even longer in the major leagues. Um, just a, a, a big fan of what he accomplished. Um, really, and starting out late uh, with those years in the minors and in Japan. Amazing story. I remember he spoke at uh, one of our uh, multi-sport camps and said, "Hitting a major league baseball is not hard. Hitting it where somebody isn't is the trick." But he, I, I, I think he's a great story. And if, if you Google Matt Stairs in Sports Illustrated, the story they did where he was in Mexico playing, I'm not sure if you've ever read that, Stephen. Um, but just Google Matt Stairs, uh, Mexico, Sports Illustrated. It is unbelievable, that story. And it just kind of uh, uh, tells what his character was. And uh, I think you're right. I think his career is was amazing. And, and Stephen, I think that's one we can probably – you should put that on your list for this year. That's one you could probably tick off as meeting Matt Stairs. I think that's very doable. I think it's doable, yeah. Oh, yeah. Add it to the bucket list. You'd have a lot of hats to wear, like, you know, because Matty did wear a lot of hats. He he did. He did, uh, did have a lot of hats. Uh, and we'll get you out of here on this one, Stephen. Top athlete you have seen in person. Oh, wow. Um I guess I'm going to have to go with Wayne Gretzky. Uh, I was living in Montreal in 1997 when they had the World Cup. 
kind of the after product of the Canada Cups. Um, so international uh, Team Canada versus uh, other uh, NHL players and other uh, uh, countries being represented. So that tournament's kind of come and gone in various different stages and phases. Uh, I think they're trying to resurrect something similar to that NHL in a couple of years. Um, but uh, that was probably the um, the number one person I've seen in person would be Gretzky uh, on the ice uh, at the Bell Center in Montreal. Fascinating. Not a bad talent. No, that's a, that's a pretty good one to end on. Uh, so corrections, nothing that I've been made aware of this week that uh, we got wrong last week in, Mar- in, in Miramichi. Well, that's we corrected that <laughs> in, on, on the go, on the, go on the fly. Uh, the but fly. Uh, there's still, I think, some debate around this discussion we had last week around the BNB uh, under 13 tryout rule. I know there were some folks listening to the podcast that were doing some follow-ups, and I'm sure we'll hear uh, from them, and that may come back around. So I know that is still sort of out there as a as a lingering question. Paging Tyler slip. Yeah, at least Paging for some Tyler of slip. yeah, with least uh, with some of our, our listeners, and I think they've already reached out to Tyler to okay. Tyler slip. Uh, I think we talked about this already. What's on tap for this week? Uh, quiet week for me. Only one thing sort of to do after this, and that's uh, stew hoops on Sunday. That's a big day, though. Yeah, it's a very big day. Yeah. I, I might be a fan in some other places uh, right. on the weekend, depending on weather and all the other various assortments of life that uh, one has to deal with. There you go. It's uh, but uh, you know, I know you've had. Uh, I'm not going to say some downtime because you're still doing a lot of games, but uh, your foot will pee to the pedal pretty quickly when things oh, start the, accelerating. The, this gets uh, busy really quick. I've already started, as you probably noticed. I've got a lot more in my notes here for things that are upcoming that I didn't talk about because I'm trying to get ahead of things for the next few weeks um i've got uh you know a, a nice little run up and then the first weekend of february i think it's first second third thursday friday saturday in sussex at dairytown uh coming right, up you're so, going to the yeah, you're going to uh go, going to the dairytown so the I'm, dtc yeah i'm excited yeah. about that i've uh you know i've uh, been in the sussex gym and never right. been there for a dairytown okay yeah it's a it's a big event and they the town turns out for that um banquet opening banquet opening ceremonies closing ceremonies and everything so you had you had me at banquet (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of fun i mean sussex is basketball mad too right so uh they use a couple of schools the high school and the middle school or maybe it's the elementary school i can't remember but uh just uh teams that you don't you may not see all the time so it's it's a lot yeah, of fun. I've, I've got the rosters already so yeah. i've already started yeah, to get a little bit ready for that so so i'm excited for that just happens that it falls on a weekend where there's no stew volleyball no stew basketball Perfect. they're they're away so was able to get down this year and who knows if it'll ever work out in the future but you know happy to happy to get down and do it this year so a little plug for that uh uh, I think that's going to be broadcast. I think on Facebook, maybe YouTube. I'm not. I'm not sure where we're putting that up, but uh, I'm going to go down there. And be the voice of the Daytown. Should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Make sure you get the Mrs. Dunster's donuts, for the love of God. Oh, Just wow. going into that. Have you been there, Stephen? I have not. No. No. Just a, a battle of the senses when you walk in there. I'm not a big donut guy. But the breads and everything are yeah, it's, uh, seductive. It's, it's that's the right word. <laughs> that's the right word. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. A, as I've said, I think we talked about it in the Katie Butts episode. I'm a pretty big fan of the Sussex area right. in general. Not there a lot in the winter time. In the summertime, there are a fair bit. Some of the regional hike hikes and views and and uh, some of those other things. And there are some 
some uh, hidden gems in Sussex from a, a restaurant perspective. And yes, there are. That, that takes us into Stephen's territory. So we, we won't go there. We'll, we'll wrap it up right there. Uh, Stephen, uh, the F word NB, uh, thanks for joining us here uh, on Light Scratches. It's been a lot of fun as usual. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate your time. And uh, it was fun. Yeah, we look forward to the to the newsletter uh, edition coming out this week and then uh, seeing how things go down the road. Very good. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, thanks, folks, for listening in. We'll let everybody get out of here with, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, of uh, advertisement. Regional Service Commission 11 is now known as the Capital Region Service Commission. For all your building or subdivision permits, regional transportation, social mandates, and economic development questions, visit capitalrsc.ca. That's C-A-P-I-T-A-L-R-S-C dot C-A. Email info at crsc.ca. Call 506-453-2956 or visit our office at 860 Prospect Street in Fredericton. Late Scratches is the podcast that sports fans are talking about in the greater Fredericton area. Stories, features, and special guests are filling the gap for what's happening in your favorite sport around the region. If you want to advertise in this medium, now's your chance. You can sponsor a show or have a 15-second commercial on Late Scratches, your stop for Fredericton and area sports stories. Email latescratches at outlook.com for details.